Hello and welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the podcast program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, and today our topic once again is the Emotional Freedom Technique, or EFT, and my guest is Tina Craig, daughter of the founder of EFT, Gary Craig. When Gary decided to retire in June 2010, he chose not to endorse any particular brand of EFT, but he did say that the closest thing to learning EFT from the source is his daughter Tina's program. And I appreciate you joining me again. Happy to be here. (laughs) I thought we might talk this time about EFT for all of those folks who really aren't that familiar with it. They've heard a little and seen a little, but don't know the whole story. So I thought we'd kind of give a little background and a little introduction to the most popular therapy in the world today. Sure. So I'm going to start with a real big, broad question. What is EFT? Well, EFT was designed to be a do-it-yourself healing aid a universal healing aid that is related to acupuncture and can be used for just about anything. Since it was released, it's been now used by practitioners, and so there's different tools that can be used depending on whether or not you're a practitioner or a do-it-yourselfer, but really it was designed so anybody anywhere could use it. So it can still be a self-help therapy. You don't have to work with a trained professional, right? Right. It's helpful to work with a trained practitioner because it's it's emotional freedom techniques, so we are working with emotional issues. And a trained practitioner is going to be able to navigate through the emotional issues to try to find the best ones to work with. So that's the advantage there. And also a third-party perspective can do a lot of good to get a real clear picture of what's really happening. Yeah, actually do it yourself with a friend can be quite a bit more effective than do it yourself by yourself. When did your father create EFT, and and how did he come up with this? He started releasing the DVD training in the early 90s, I think 90, 91, when he started having workshops for therapists. I think the journey for him to find EFT was was lifelong because he's always been interested in self-improvement and teaching his own seminars called How to Drive Your Own Bus and, you know, was, was really out there trying to find the, you know, the biggest, best way, the most efficient way for people to better themselves. So along that journey, he he found Roger Callahan, who had discovered something, well, he discovered that you could tap on acupuncture points, energy meridian points with your fingertips and realign the energy system with respect to an emotional issue or a physical issue, actually, in his case. The way Roger Callahan put it together was, He would have specific algorithms for each specific thing that could be happening with you. And so as one of his students, Dad learned the whole entire program and was practicing it, but, you know, eventually realized that there's only 14 points that we're using, so why worry about a specific algorithm when you can just tap all 14 of them in less than a minute? So that was the beginning of EFT. He, he simplified it way beyond what Roger Callahan had done. And since then, he's developed it in a different direction and, and put new refinements on it that make EFT really its own method. But, yeah, really overall, it's a simplification of thought field therapy, which is TFT created by Roger Callahan. Can you describe for our listeners exactly how you do EFT? How you do EFT? Well, I have a training program that's three levels and probably two years. <laughs> The basics can be learned by anybody. Like I said, there's about 14 points. And the the basics have been taught in 80-page manual for decades. And usually that's where a do-it-yourselfer starts. Really what you do is identify an unresolved emotional issue, 
there's ways to pick the better ones. But as soon as you identify the one you want to work on, you focus on that using language. It's fairly standard. You can adjust it according to your situation. And then tapping the points. So you draw up the unresolved emotion, which also draws up the related energy disruption that's connected to it. You tap the points, and then the energy disruption goes, which means the emotional impact of that emotional issue is also gone. One by one, you can handle those things and and end up with a significant level of personal peace. When you say tapping, do you use a tool or just your fingers? Either way, I'm trying to remember where the question came from. We used to get a lot of emails about things like this. And there are some people who, for some reason, cannot tap at the fingertips. We usually tap with two fingertips. That's the normal way to do it. But you you can tap with the eraser of a pencil if you want to or anything. As you can see, I guess I have to ask the basic question, how does EFT work? I mean, is it based on acupressure and, and traditional Chinese medicine or what? Yeah, it's based on acupuncture, the acup- acupressure, acupuncture, we say acupuncture, except we don't use needles. You know, in acupuncture, they use needles. And in acupuncture, when you walk into the office for your session, the procedure is going to realign whatever is disrupted in your body at that point. So it's kind of a general, we're going to hope we get it, you know, kind of procedure compared to EFT. I mean, acupuncture can be very effective, but comparing EFT to acupuncture with EFT, we go into the emotional, you know, the network of emotional issues and we find the one that most likely contributing to or causing whatever complaint you've got at the moment. So we can be much more specific and, you know, much faster that way because we can just find that one disruption and realign it and make a bigger impact on whatever the current challenge is. Does it make any difference how much pressure is used? No. Some people tap too hard. There was somebody writing to us from another country that didn't speak English very well, and what did he call it? He called it pounding the points or something like that. (laughs) Probably a little bit too hard. I mean, you know, you want to be able to feel it, but you don't want to hurt yourself. How's that? Sounds like a good definition to me. You've mentioned that EFT is good for emotional problems, obviously emotional freedom technique. Is it also good for physical health problems? It is, but we operate on the premise that it's the emotional issues that are either contributing to or causing the physical problems. Now, there's two different ways to look at that. The first is, you know, I had a trauma when I was 10 years old and I started having chronic headaches when I was 15. So maybe at 15, the trauma finally got to a point where it was going to manifest into the body. So the client comes in for the headache and, you know, you go back a little ways and you find the 10-year-old trauma. You deal with the emotional impact of that and then the headache goes away. So that's a very typical way of how EFT works on physical issues. Then there's also like a, like an injury. Let's say you're you know an athlete and you have somehow injured your knee and it's not healing as fast as you'd like it to. It's possible that there's a you know a backlog like we all we all have a backlog of negative experiences that we've collected throughout our life that can build up. And as those get stored in the body and they you know build to a big enough volume they can affect the speed with which we heal things. And so even though the injury might not be directly related to an emotional issue, we can start clearing out emotional issues and allow the body to heal in a much more efficient way. You bring up a very interesting point. In fact, it was going to be my next question. When is the best time to use EFT? Is it best to kind of defense something before something happens, if that's possible, or during, or 
after after is better if you're going to look at the i mean eft has been spun into so many variations over the years that you know people don't often recognize what the original official instruction is so i mean i'm here representing the original official instruction and it's really hard to realign the emotional impact of an event that has not yet happened people do affirmations and you know try to prepare themselves for things in the future i mean sometimes if you're afraid of let's say having a you know speaking in public and you have an engagement coming up and you're really upset about that and you go into a practitioner's office and say i really need to handle this because you know i've got this future event what the practitioner should be looking for is the events in the past where speaking in public has been uncomfortable or disastrous in some people's cases. So really the approach is still to be dealing with something that happened before so that the things that you encounter in the future, you know, you don't bring the emotional impact with you. You've sort of left that behind. So what I keep hearing is the consistent thing that you're always looking for the real source of these problems, not just the symptoms, but the real original starting point of all of this. Right. Tina, you'd mentioned uh, earlier that it takes about a minute to do a EFT. Does that a consistent time, or does it vary with what you're trying to work on? Oh, one round of EFT can take about a minute. Again, other ways to uh, do this, depending on what variation you're using, but if you're looking at the original instruction, we target specific events. So it usually takes, you know, a little bit of time in the beginning of a session to have some conversation and figure out, you know, what event you want to try to work on then there's tools that you can use to go from the beginning of an event to the end of the event and find all the disruptions in the middle. Each of those disruptions, you know, could take a few rounds of EFT. You want to go through the story a few times just to make sure that you get all those disruptions. You know, you can do that whole process in an hour often. It depends on how long the event is. But yeah, each round will take about a minute. Each event, you know, I would just say on average about an hour. If you're enjoying this free podcast, then you're going to love my book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies, featuring 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. Paperback, hardcover, and ebook editions are available on Amazon.com or from your local bookstore. Can you work on more than one problem at a time with EFT? Or I guess the other way to look at it is since you're going back and looking at the source of a problem, it could actually be the source of multiple problems, couldn't it? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I've got about five answers for that. <laughs> see which one is the best. <laughs> like I mentioned, if somebody comes in for something physical, we're going to go target something emotional. So in that sense, we're working on a physical and an emotional thing at the same time because we believe they're connected. So that's one answer. Number two is that, yes, when you go back into somebody's history and you start looking at, for example, you know, the events in which your father made you feel like you were worthless, right? Okay, so there's bound to be hundreds of those if your father was, you know, behaving like that. So you don't have to realign the energy on all, you know, all those events, all hundred of them or however many there are. There's something called the generalization effect where if you just try to take the big 
fat ones, the ones that you really can't let go of. You know, sometimes there's 10 of those or, you know, 15. If, if, you, if you realign just the big ones, you can often collapse all the rest of them at the same time because they're related. So in that sense, yes, you can address a few emotional issues that are related and then the other related ones will just sort of fall with them. Can anyone use it? Is there any age restrictions at EFT? No. People have used EFT to help people give birth. They've used EFT to help people cope with the end of their life. They've used EFT for everything in between. I guess I have to ask another silly question because it's I've actually had people ask me, does it make any difference whether you're right or left-handed when you do EFT? No, not at all. The points that we tap, most of them have corresponding points right and left on the side of the body, and you can tap one side of your body or you can tap both sides of your body. There's really no indication that it's more effective one way or the other. If you're tapping on the left side of your body, you can use your right hand or your left hand, and same with the right side, you can use either hand, so it really doesn't make any difference. Has there been any research done on the effectiveness of EFT? Yeah, there has. In the last few years, there's been quite a bit of research conducted. I, I don't actually have the details. I know there were some uh, some pretty in-depth studies on PTSD with war vets. But I would say go to the ASAP website because they have a research committee that, you know, supports research, stays on top of research, and keeps a good list of what studies have been done. The address for the ASAP website is www energypsych.org. That's energypsych.org. You need to look for research. Who uses EFT for the most part? Is it professional therapists or lay practitioners or is most of the EFT community individuals? Well, it's all of the above. We don't hear so much from the do-it-yourselfers. We hear mostly from the professionals. You know, there's people who have become professional without really any experience in the field I guess we call those lay practitioners, just to use your term. EFT was originally introduced to licensed therapists. I mean, that was the first audience that was exposed to EFT. And so that's because they have already a background knowledge in emotional issues. And so, you know, it's pretty easy for them to just add in EFT to release the the emotional impact of what they're working on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the proportions are or the numbers, but there's a, a lot of everybody using it. Can EFT be used with other therapies? Yeah, there's a lot of people with, you know, therapists with experience in other modalities, other energy modalities and, you know, physical like, you know, chiropractors, massage people, you know, acupuncture people, you know, have actually used EFT with, with their practice too. You know, all the way up to psychologists, psychiatrists, we know medical doctors that have used it. So those people bring in their own background and, you know, their own training, and some of them have been trained in a whole number of different things. So they'll take EFT and just sort of put it in the pot and, you know, sort of mix up their own modalities. So people do that all the time. Are there any situations where you'd recommend against using EFT? Well, just only in the case of somebody who does not have proper experience with emotional issues and could potentially end up with somebody who's been traumatized severely and and really isn't qualified to handle that. That's really the only area of concern that I would put out, other than that EFT is, is really, really safe. So I have to ask the question, Tina, how did your father come up with his unique marketing effort for EFT? Let's see. 
first of all, he was already retired. He's had, you know, a number of different successful careers, and he had already retired himself. There just wasn't any pressure for him to make a business out of it. He was just so excited about the discovery of it. He was absolutely fascinated by it, and given his interest in self-improvement and the challenges that, you know, because he's done a lot of research and a lot of experimenting and a lot of practicing with, with different methods. So he knows what the challenges are and he knows how long it can take somebody to change. And so as soon as he discovered this, you know, he just went, wow, the whole world needs to know this. And, of course, that inspired him to take a complicated system and make it simple enough for anybody to use. And once he had done that, then why not just let everybody have it? You know, as soon as he started producing videos, of course, there's some cost involved with that. So he was selling those at a really, really low price. But yeah, he was basically giving away the training for free or, you know, for cost or, you know, eventually the website got really big. So the DVDs had to cover, uh, you know, the website. But I mean, still, it was basically run right about at cost level. And what was it like to work with him to build EFT and one of the world's most popular therapies? Well, I came in after it had already spread around the world. So I, you know, he he did that mostly by himself. It's amazing how far it spread just because how easy it is to use, how effective it is, and how easy it was to get. I mean, he really just let people teach it and pass it along. And it, it was an amazingly generous way to put something out. No one has ever done anything like that before. And I mean, I would call it revolutionary. Uh, there were definitely pros and cons to it. So by the time I came in, it was, I mean, it was, it was big. <laughs> it was big. It was everywhere. But, you know, I saw some of the, you know, development once it hit those countries and, you know, we started to see some of the challenges that come with, uh, you know, trying to communicate in different languages. And EFT is a lot about the language. So there were some challenges that, you know, that started to show up. And, you know, of course, it wasn't all that easy to control the quality of what everyone was doing with it. So fascinating with its own challenges. How has your new program built on the foundation of your father's work? The new foundation is based on a certification program that we released shortly before Dad retired. I wrote the certification program to reinforce the original instruction. Like I said, there were so many variations out there. In fact, it was encouraged for people to go out and, you know, combine it with other methods and put their own spin on it. And that ended up creating, you know, an unlimited number of, you know, what is EFT definitions. And so we had to just come back and regroup and say, hey, this is what the original is, and so we released a certification program with that in mind. Now that EmoFree is closed, I've taken the same principles, the same material. You know, I, I wrote it all, so it all, you know, is still in my head, and it's still what I want to teach. So that came with me to ASAP, and I have a new certification program there. So where can someone go to learn EFT now? At this point, of course, if you're a professional, you can come through the ASAP certification program because it's a beginning to end, completely professional, um, everything you need to know to, to be comfortable practicing EFT from the beginning level all the way up to master's level, you know, that the complete program is at ASAP. If you want to do it yourself, I would recommend you wait a month or so until we release our new tutorial. Dad and I, you know, have recently seen the need for having a, you know, a public access to instruction for EFT like we used to have with the manual and the videos, but those have been discontinued 
this is a streamlined version of EFT that you can learn as a do-it-yourselfer. And so we're going to be releasing that, you know, in a month or so. And there will be information about that on emofree.com as we get closer. So that should be out fall 2011 sometime? Yeah. Dina, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me again about EFT. Anyone wanting to learn more about EFT should visit Tina's website at www.energypsych.org. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the world of hope and health and this complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back soon with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon.